Hi, I'm Donna O'Toole and you're listening to my exclusive Winning Awards podcast. Over the years, I've had the pleasure of supporting entrepreneurs, business leaders and teams to win the most prestigious awards in the world. I've seen firsthand how receiving awards and recognition has motivated teams, solved problems, supercharged brands and raised profiles, helping businesses to grow and do even more good things for their employees, their industry and their community. In this podcast, I'll be sharing valuable awards insights, tips and inspirational stories to make sure that you get the recognition that you deserve so that you can go on and achieve your dreams. So what are you waiting for? It's time to start winning. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Winning Awards podcast. Today, I'm really pleased to welcome Antoinette Oglethorpe, who is a multi-award winning consultant, coach, speaker and author who specialises in career management and mentoring. In 2012, after 25 years experience as a learning and development director, Antoinette founded her training and coaching company. She speaks at events across the globe on subjects like the impact of mentoring and the importance of career conversations to engage, keep and develop leaders, amongst other talent development topics. Her book, Grow Your Geeks, a handbook for developing leaders in high-tech organizations, achieved number one bestseller status on Amazon. And Antoinette is a great champion for awards, being both a winner and a judge. So I've invited her here today to share her thoughts on the difference that awards have made to her career and how she utilizes them to raise her profile as a key person of influence in her industry. Thanks for joining us, Antoinette, and congratulations on your recent award wins. Thank you so much. It's lovely to be here, Donna. That's okay. So tell us then, Antoinette, after so many successful years in, in L&D, learning and development, you took the plunge and set up your own business, which was very brave. Um, so what influenced this decision and, and what, was, what was your vision then? Well, um, I'd always had a little bit of a dream of going it alone. Um, I think, you know, I always thought that there would come a point when my corporate career came to an end. I worked for a lot of international organisations and the career path tended to lead to America. And I wasn't really ready to to change location. Um, And then the prompt actually came when my husband and I decided to relocate to the northeast of England, uh, back to his hometown of Newcastle. And um, there aren't uh, many, if any, jobs for international learning and development directors uh, in Newcastle. So I thought, right, this is my opportunity. Um, I didn't have... I didn't have much of a vision at the time. I think my vision was really not to ever have to ask my husband for money, um, (laughs) firstly. Um, Secondly, if I could, to actually match the salary I had earned um, as an employee. Mm. Um, And thirdly, I had this little dream that one day I might be paid to travel business class um, for my own business, um, as I used to when I worked in a corporate Oh, fantastic. Do you know, I love that. That's such a great answer, Antoinette, because we as entrepreneurs um, get asked our vision and things like that all the time, don't we? And I love your honesty there because I'll, I'll tell you a secret. My vision when I set up my business um, uh, was actually to wear nice shoes. <laughs> years ago, years and years ago, because I used to work in the medical industry and um, in part of my job, I had to wear horrible plastic clogs (laughs) so I always had a vision that one day I'd run a business where I got to go to amazing meetings and wear amazing shoes (laughs) I want to see your feet now Donna (laughs) 
<laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, but isn't that great? And it, it's so it's so important as well, and particularly for someone like you who's well, and I'm the same. When you're working with people all the time, um, and understanding what their vision is, I think that truly what comes from their heart and where they want to be. And so, in your space in t- in talent development. I suppose that's really relevant right now because we've seen such a huge change in the workplace over the last year or so. Um, and I've really noticed that that's actually become a bit of a trend in the awards um, arena as well to actually recognise and reward the employers who are doing the good things for their employees and creating really um, places to work where people really want to be or enable them to be at home, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, from your point of view, it'd be interesting to know what you've been seeing and, and what do you think the kind of big big challenges are for employers now and how they can kind of navigate those and attract and keep their talent in the business? Yeah, I think, I think the big challenge um, for employers, which they are, are realising and noticing, is that they have to focus on what the employee is looking for and the employee experience. So they're Mm. now talking about employee experience rather than employee engagement Um, and actually dovetail what they need as an organisation with what the employee is looking for in terms of their work experience. Um, And I think the pandemic has been a a real um, opportunity. I mean, it was an awful experience for all of us in all our different ways, but it's actually helped people learn a lot about what's important to them, um, Mm. both from a a physical and mental well-being, but also in terms of their values and what role work plays in um, the kind of life they want to lead uh, for themselves and for their families. Yeah, absolutely. And something else that we've noticed as well is um, both with clients and organisations that we're working with um, for their employees and also the other way around is that the importance of that reward and recognition of what everyone's doing. So importance to the employer of actually these initiatives working for people and, you know, getting feedback and and uh, measuring and monitoring how that's working, but also the the importance for the employees, and particularly actually in your space, the sort of HR and L&D teams who are actually often implementing the things that are needed in order to make the employees um, be able to access things from everywhere or have digital learning or, you know, or whatever that is. So have you had, have you come across that, any kind of experience of that sort of um, reward and recognition side of things for for employees, and or anything that you've noticed from that yourself as an as an award winner. Yeah, I think you know, we need to look at reward and recognition in its broadest terms, um, and you know not just about salaries and promotions, but actually about what employees are looking for from their careers. Um, And what we're hearing from a lot of our clients uh, is that their organisation health surveys or their engagement surveys are showing that employees um, feel that opportunities are limited for them to develop their careers. And there's some real misunderstandings, if you like, or outdated thinking about career progression in organisations. Because if you just limit it to promotions and pay rises, then there will always be a limit to opportunities. But if you broaden it out to people's employability and enjoyability, 
then it opens up all sorts of opportunities for both managers and organisations. And actually, when we think about what success looks like for us, just like you with your shoes, me without, with not asking my husband for money, it's not necessarily about those massive milestones and achievements. It's actually about you know, a lifestyle and, um, you know, the kind of work we want to be doing and who we want to be working with and where we want to be working. Um, and there are lots of opportunities that managers and organisations have to address that, which is exactly around that focus on employee experience, employee well-being, as yeah. long as they have these conversations and actually mm. ask their employees. Yeah, of course. It makes me think of, I'm trying to think who said it, but... Um... I listened to a podcast and it's um, about what makes your heart sing, isn't it? You know, actually, you might be able to do your job brilliantly, but it doesn't mean it's giving you that personal kind of satisfaction that you would really love. So, yeah, I think that's that's something I try and I try and build that into our company and the way that we work with our teams. Um, you know, well, are you enjoying it? Do you like it? Is it? Do you want to do more of it or do you want to do something different? You know, what, where are, like you say, it's really interesting to see that broadening of the horizon. I love your term there, employability and enjoyability, because I think the enjoyability factor is the bit that has been perhaps forgotten over the previous decade or so. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was ever there before. <laughs> Absolutely. So from your perspective, then, obviously, you're you're working with organisations to support them to make uh, these decisions and to get the information they need from their teams, etc. And I know that you're, you know, you're a busy lady running your own business and um, having to also make sure at the same time that your business, the wheels keep turning and you your profile is out there as well. So uh, we've both um, been part of the Key Person of Influence program with um, with Dent, which has been really successful. And it's great to see you've got a fabulous book out there. Um, so you've hit some brilliant um, milestones, and I know that you're you're very well respected in your area. What do you think has? It'd be interesting for me to know what you think the impact has been of actually entering or um, being shortlisted and winning um, awards over this period of time for you as an entrepreneur. So I think in terms of, I think there's a number of different benefits um, in lots of different areas. So if I start from actually just the entry process, I think, um, you know, whatever awards, whether you get nominated for them or you decide to enter them yourself, there is some form of exam, if you like, an application mm-hmm. process. Um, and that in itself, I have found a really valuable opportunity because it really helps you think about your business, your strategy, your mm. approach. Um, and successful businesses hit certain things, and that's what awards are looking for. So mm. if you've actually got gaps in how to answer certain questions, it really helps you think. It's like, oh, you know, what am I missing here? Um, So that's one area that I I think is really helpful. Um, I think from a personal basis, I'll I'll be honest, you know, I'm somebody that values recognition. Most people in training development are, you know, we like Mm. to um, have some form of recognition. We like people to enjoy what we do. So the personal recognition you get from being um, nominated and shortlisted, and of course, if you win, um, is is very valuable because yeah being a business owner can be a bit of a lonely lonely yeah, job absolutely. um but then of course the actual you know what it does for your business as an entrepreneur 
um, I think it really um, establishes your credibility mm-hmm. and sets you apart from others. And my space, like a lot of spaces that people operate in, is very crowded. You know, there's mm-hmm. lots of people that focus on leadership development. And we have a bit of a specialism within that in terms of career management and mentoring, but it's still around developing leadership and management skills. So I think anything that sets you apart from others can be really valuable um, and also establish your credibility because it's quite hard for clients to validate um, you know, your expertise or what you're like in this space unless they've worked with you before. So to actually get new opportunities and new people interested, um, awards you know, gives them that reassurance that yeah, there's absolutely. some form of validation. Yeah, and obviously I would agree with you, Antoinette, because that's my space. But I was just going to say, just on a point that you've just made, um, I've noticed myself when I'm looking to buy something now or looking to book a holiday or anything like that, I'm scrutinizing those websites more than I ever have done before since the pandemic, because we heard of so many, you know, things, unfortunate things happening for businesses that I think now that credibility and that authority actually as consumers of anything, whether it's a business service or a product that we want to buy, we we all need a little bit more reassurance nowadays than we actually even perhaps needed before. So I think you're right with the awards um, from the kind of credibility factor and authority. It, it just makes those buying decisions so much easier and quicker for customers. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it just it, it gets remembered and noticed as well. Mm. I mean, people people love photos. They love photos of people dressed up. So, you know, yeah. if you post photos of you dressed up at an awards do on social media, people will notice and they'll remember. So even people I haven't seen for ages, you know, will say, oh, you know, well done on your award or, you know, oh, yeah, this is um, somebody that's won yeah. lots of awards. Or, hey, have you got room big enough for all your awards and those kind of, <laughs> of jokes. Um, but it's because they've noticed and, um, you know, in a, in a really positive way. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. I don't think we'll ever lose that actual human interest in other humans as well, will we? So you do really notice those photos. And actually, for, you know, for a lot of um, companies and, and for individuals, if you even if you haven't won, you've been at the event, you've been shortlisted, you've had a brilliant time, that's showcasing, you know, where you're at and aligning you with the other people that are there as well um, at the time. So, and I always say, you know, when it comes to kind of buying, it's a bit like going into a into a shop and choosing a bottle of wine if you don't know what you want you probably go for one of the bottles with an award on it because you think that's safe you know so it's it's, it's similar for us, us human beings as well <laughs> okay so what do you think um going forward now we're all sort of looking looking forward to coming to the end of another year that's been uh, tumultuous I'd say up and down and actually for a lot of people very very busy as well, getting back to a new way of life or um, new work. Um, so as a as a woman in business, um, do you think we've got any sort of additional challenges at this time to kind of um, navigate as we head into 2022? 
I, I'm not a young working mother, so I can't really speak for a lot of women in business. I think people, you know, people that are balancing those uh, work and home responsibilities, they might be challenged because we're going back into that. But at least hopefully the kids will be at school, maybe. Yeah, um, I, I'm at a different stage of, of, of my career, um, so I, d- I don't have that uh, to worry about. I think, um, however that the, the women uh, conversation is still going on. Um, and in fact, yeah. I was talking at a women's forum just yesterday about career development. Um, and, you know, a number of people said, well, you know, we work in a very male-dominated industry. How, how different is that? Um, and actually in the morning, I was delivering a webinar on imposter syndrome called Silence the Imposter. And again, mm-hmm. I was asked, is this something that women suffer from mm-hmm. uh, more than men? Um, and and I think you know there is something about um, our humility, our modesty, our confidence, um, where actually we need to uh, recognise that confidence comes from taking action. Don't wait to take action uh, yeah. until you build your confidence because it doesn't happen that way. And I think our experience of the pandemic means that quite a few people may have lost their confidence and therefore be reticent about putting themselves forward for things. And I think women's awards are a great opportunity um, for women in business if they're new to the awards uh, scenario. Start there. Um, Mm. Why not? You know, you they are catering for you and whether you are successful or otherwise what is always great about women's awards um, are the networks of people that you meet not just at the awards ceremonies but also you know in the lead up to it a lot of the awards organizers um, actually have you know, lunches for people that have entered or um, as well as networks for the people that have short, been shortlisted and won. And th- those are great networks to be part of. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I, would, I just really encourage people to just, you know, give it a go. Yeah. It's interesting you say that, Antoinette, actually, because we notice or um, we were doing some research actually for a white paper on the different types of wood entrance and who does and who doesn't, etc. And there, there is definitely much more imposter syndrome for awards for women that we notice than there is so much for men when it comes to putting themselves forward. So um, it's probably about an 80-20 split, actually, if it's, if it's um, male to female putting themselves forward. However, the majority of the women that we work with are putting forward their team or their project so they seem to be much more comfortable with putting that forward and not focusing so much on themselves but focusing on the actual project or the actual team they've been working with whereas um um, and a lot of men do that as well but i'm just saying there's also for the individual based awards we will tend to have more male entrants for those um and it would be really nice to see that um balance out a bit more but i've always i say the same as you with women's awards you know, you're in a competition the same as you're in with any awards. So, you know, you're you're out there to win. Um, however, the support that comes around women's awards is really great. And there's a lot of networking and there's a lot more events um, and opportunities as well, in addition to get involved in. And sometimes I think people think, oh, you know, 
um, maybe I should, you know, at that awards, well, there won't be any potential customers there for me. Well, actually, you're not there to get customers. You're there to make connections. You're there to celebrate the success that you've had um, and to help drive you forward for the future. So there's there's so much to be said for them. And I know they've been really positive for you as well. And you've met some great people through them, haven't you? I have, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I really recommend that. Me, my my target customers are very rarely there, if at all. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean to say that they're not great communities um, yeah, and great absolutely. networks. Um, and I think, you know, every every award that you enter, it's an experiment and a learning exercise. Um, I mean, the first awards I entered, um, I did get shortlisted, but it wasn't the most positive experience for me um, (laughs) because it turned out to be, it turned out to be an audience that wasn't necessarily mine. It was terribly academic um, Mm. and and that wasn't really me. Um, But if I had let that put me off entering awards, Mm. then um, the next one I entered, I actually won. So I would have missed oh, wow. out on that entirely. Yeah. Um, and it came as a huge surprise. Um, yeah. So, you know, don't, don't prejudge. Let, let the judges no. do the judging. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and if you're not successful, then learn from that. I mean, some of the awards give great feedback. I mean, how, how often do you get a bit of a performance review as a business owner? Yeah. Very rarely. Um, I found that amazing. Um, I, you know, so that's really helpful. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, as a judge as well, when you're writing the feedback, <laughs> it's, you know, you want to, you, you're really conscious of knowing that that could really make a big difference to that business's future if you can identify a gap that they're not covering. Um, or even just the difference to the the results that they have in the next awards that they they go forward into. So yeah, it's definitely um, really really valuable um, and definitely worth always worth asking as well. If you don't get the feedback directly, ask the judge, ask the the awards organisers. You know, can I get some? Because it can help. We would say you win or you learn. That's the they're the opportunities. Um, or you might win and learn. <laughs> Absolutely. So what have you got to look forward to now for the next coming year, Antoinette? What can we look forward to seeing you doing? So, well, in terms of business, um, you know, we're busy. Again, I think lots of corporations, which is our target group, um, are recognising the value of career conversations and mentoring in terms of improving the employee experience and improving employee satisfaction. Um, And those kinds of things are particularly prevalent around the end of the year and the beginning of the year. So we're pretty busy with that. Most organisations have also, especially we work with a lot of international organisations and a lot of them are recognising that this online stuff has Mm. actually opened up a lot of avenues. So um, we have had one client ask about face-to-face, UK client ask about face-to-face, but I think, you know, there'll be a lot of us staying online um, so that we can reach more people. So so that's us business-wise. In terms of awards, um, well, again, I work with international clients, so we have gone international. I was very proud oh, to win two Stevie Awards for women this year. Brilliant. Um, 
uh, I won a silver and I won a bronze. So I'd really rather like to win a gold <laughs> next <laughs> Go year. Gold. Brilliant. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, uh, next year it would be lovely to win an industry award. So, um, or, or at least get shortlisted for an industry award. So something in the learning and development space. Yeah. Um, so that will be our, our focus next year. Excellent. And if you've got any last words of advice, Antoinette, for businesses or employers or employees out there, what would that be for the for what's coming up for the future? Well, you won't be surprised to hear me say it's about um, mentoring, getting a mentor um, and getting a support network around you. Um, I think, uh, you know, especially in business, it can be a very lonely experience. You mentioned we're both part of the Key Person of Influence Network. That has been really valuable for me. Um, so I have a, a mentor that I work with. I have a buddy that I work with, who you also know, Dominic. Um, yeah. I have um, the Key Person of Influence network that I'm part of and I'm part of the mastermind group so I think you know actually getting support from others um Mm. you know and specialists in their fields people like you um Mm. you know don't don't try and do it on your own that's my advice yeah Yeah. oh I agree that's a great bit of advice and thank you and thank you so much it's been really lovely catching up with you and I'm sure there's lots that and people can really learn from and enjoy from your uh, little chat today. And uh, I will look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thank you, Donna. It's been lovely to chat. Thank you for listening to this episode of my Winning Awards podcast. If you enjoyed it or found it helpful, please share it on Twitter and LinkedIn. And if you have any questions, please head over to craftedbyaugust.com where you can find out more about winning awards and contact me. On the website, you can also take our free awards test which will identify your award strengths and tell you how likely you are to win. I really hope you've been able to take away some ideas today so that you can go ahead and win awards, have an even bigger impact on the world and achieve your dreams.